Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I am Jackie Maroney coming to you live from quarantine. So it's just me today. Erin is not here. Well, one, because she is quarantined in her house and I'm quarantined in mine. And that doesn't mean we can't Zoom and going forward um, do podcasting things together during this quarantine. But honestly, I'm hopping on here right now because this was a bit of a spontaneous decision on my end. Um, I just watched Listen to Your Heart and I just felt that I needed to talk about it. And I think unclear if this is something that I'm going to continue doing because it honestly depends on how listen to your heart goes. I don't know. I have mixed feelings after the first episode. I didn't think that this was something that I was going to be watching. Um, to be quite honest, it sounds like a terrible premise. Um, they keep pushing this whole... So for those of you that may be living under a rock, I don't know how you could be because the entire country is in lockdown right now. And basically the only thing that you have to do is watch TV. But so the producers of The Bachelor, like Chris Harrison and all of them, they have come up with a new show called Listen to Your Heart. And it's basically a mixture of Bachelor in Paradise and American Idol, I think is the best way to describe it. So from my understanding of watching the first episode and then watching all the previews and promos, so they bring a a group of people. They're all different kinds of musicians. We even have a Broadway girl, shout out. Um, but you know, they're country singers. One, one guy is like more of like a gospel-y like church singer, a lot of singer songwriters, people who just like get on their guitar, sing. So they're all musicians and they're all in a mansion. It doesn't look like the exact bachelor mansion. It looks like just a different mansion in LA, but nonetheless, they're in a mansion and it's very bachelor in paradise style where they go on dates and then they have rose ceremonies each week. Either the girls have the roses or the guys have the roses and you have to be in a couple and receive a rose in order to continue on to the next week. And so the dates seem primarily music-based, but they are mainly like romance-focused. I think like the first half of the show is focused on falling in love and being a couple, but then it seems like the second half is low-key gonna be like a singing competition. So like I keep seeing like in the promos for the second half of the season, it seems like it's very American Idol style now that we have these established couples they're basically seeing which one will do the best commercially. And honestly, it's kind of weird because if this if this goes well, I mean, jackpot for ABC to have this like musical couple that everyone in America is emotionally invested in that they can take around on tour and sell concert tickets. It's like a huge money machine, but that's really only if this works. So I feel like this is almost an experiment for ABC because it could be that like there's no real commercially promising couple at the end of this for them to really use as their prisoners. I don't know. So all and then all in all, Chris Harrison, even in his first opening monologue, kind of like in the beginning of the show, they keep alluding to, well, this is just like a star is born. Like like Chris Harrison in the first opening monologue is like yeah, so, you know, I watched A Star is Born and thought it was magical. And so we're trying to recreate that same sensation of like a couple falling in love, riding around, singing songs. And it's just, and then several times within the first episode, 
different contestants are like, oh, did you see A Star is Born? Yeah, I loved A Star is Born. Yeah, I want that love for myself. And it just is weird to me because these people have clearly never seen A Star is Born because Bradley Cooper kills himself. Spoiler alert. The Like, I don't get me wrong. I love Lady Gaga. I really loved Bradley Cooper in this movie. And I think it's a wonderful movie. I love A Star is Born. But I would not wish that type of relationship on anyone considering it ends up being pretty emotionally abusive at the end and then someone kills themselves. So... So, yeah, I don't know. It, it all just feels like very cringy and tone deaf. But yet at the same time, I love Bachelor in Paradise and I love singing. So I'm weirdly sucked into this. I don't know. Ah, so I took some notes on, in general, just kind of the different contestants and things. I, I always I find even in a normal bachelor show that the first episode is really, really hard to recap because we don't really know everyone yet. I mean, from what we've seen, obviously Jamie is the hot commodity and they've immediately set up this love triangle with Ryan and Trevor. But it all feels very heavily produced and set up in that way. I mean you know, spoiler alert, jumping a little bit to the rose ceremony, there was no doubt in my mind that Rudy, who now at this point did not have any romantic relationship to give her rose to, was obviously going to give her rose to Ryan in order to continue the love triangle in the coming weeks because Jamie eventually picked Trevor, despite the fact that she did have a really great date with Ryan. I don't know. I get... I get kind of fuckboy vibes from Trevor, and I think Ryan is going to end up being the nicer guy, but who knows? I mean, it's only been one episode thus far, and they kind of alluded to that in the promo that someone comes and shares some bad information about Trevor. I don't doubt the fact that Trevor is probably very attracted to Jamie, and I'm sure they had a good connection, but towards the end there, when it was getting to the cocktail party part before the rose ceremony, his... His actions just felt a little, like, emotionally manipulative, but honestly, kind of everyone's does, and I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, Trevor, he goes up to Jamie, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not here to to get a rose or anything or try to sway you one way or the other. I just, like, really want to spend some time with you. Can I please play you a song and serenade you? And it's just like, dude, you're obvious. It just felt a little, like, I don't know. If you truly cared for this person, you wouldn't be in their face trying to emotionally manipulate them right now to pick you. You would just trust that you want them to be happy and they'll pick the best person for themselves. So it just felt a little manipulative. It's like, Trevor, you definitely have your own best interest at heart right now, not necessarily the person you quote unquote love. But I guess no one really like loves anyone yet. It's only been one day, but still. And then I'm going to go into... (laughs) The whole premise of the show, I think it's highly emotionally manipulative. Um, You know, as if the Bachelor franchise in general is not emotionally manipulative enough, we know that there are producers have a heavy hand in kind of producing things and forcing certain situations to happen in order to kind of fuck with people's heads and emotions. And I just think when you add singing and music to that, it just takes it to a whole nother level. Um... As I've been been a singer my entire life, and I know that music, at least for me, and I think this is the case for most people, whether you're really into singing or not, when you're in a group of people or in a, a duo or anything and you're singing with someone, it's just such a vulnerable thing. You know, you're really, like, I feel music and art, it just, it comes from inside you, and it's such a vulnerable thing that when you're singing with someone, there's no way you can't 
feel some sort of connection with them, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a love connection, but it can sometimes feel that way. You know, they, I don't know if this is true or not, but they say that when you, when like groups of people sing together, their heartbeats all go in the same rhythm. I don't know. I'm not a scientist or a doctor or, or anything, but that's what I've heard. But I do, I have felt that sort of experience that when you are with a group of people and you're doing something that's so vulnerable and so creative and coming from the heart that you do just inevitably get emotionally connected to these people. Um, I don't know, anyone who's been a choir kid before or like in drama club, I think can definitely attest to that thing when you're all working, mostly when you're just working creatively towards a common goal, you can't help but bond people. But I do think that there there's a difference between that and a genuine romantic connection that could lead to a good, strong and healthy relationship. So I think those feelings of being emotionally connected to someone via music is very strong, but that's not necessarily like a good or healthy foundation for a relationship. And I think we're going to see those feelings get very confusing going forward. And I think the show knows that. And I think they're blatantly exploiting that. Hence, I mean, go back to the whole thing, the whole love triangle with Jamie, Ryan, and Trevor. From what I saw, Jamie and Ryan were the first people in the house. They started talking. They hit it off. Great connection. Great. Um, But as soon as Trevor walked in, she was immediately more drawn to Trevor, seemed to like him a lot more, whatever. Then the producers step in and force her to have a date with Ryan, where they sing together like an emotional, romantic song, therefore like manipulating her into feeling that she had a stronger connection with Ryan than I think she really does. Because her natural instincts at the end of the day, when they were in the house and all things were equal, once she had met Trevor, she was more drawn to Trevor. So now they put her in an emotionally manipulative situation where she feels that Ryan is someone she's more connected to when maybe that's not really the case. I think that she got swept up in the music, so to speak. And I think, you know, she she then realized that and inevitably picked Trevor. And now who's to say, I mean, she's only known these people for one day. Who's to say at the end of the day if that's the right decision or wrong decision? But the fact that it was such a dramatic triangle to begin with was not because she had equal connections with both. I think it's because her connection with Ryan was very, very manipulated by outside forces to make her think that that was an equal connection with Trevor. Do you guys know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Um, I am just here alone in quarantine giving my thoughts on this show. Um, I'm trying to think what else did I take notes on. Overall... Do I think that this is a good show? No. But do I love musical numbers? And (laughs) yes. Like, it's the same way that Glee in its later seasons, as it went on, I feel like got more and more and more cringy. But I just love a good musical number. And so I feel like I kept watching Glee for a lot longer than I should. And I feel like I'm going to end up watching this also part of the problem is we're all locked in our homes and we have nothing else to do so it's almost without any choice that we are forced to watch this so I don't know um it did take me two sittings to really get through the whole show um I had to like I woke up this morning I started watching it then had to pause and like do other things and then came back to it so I had to watch it in two parts and that was just the first episode so I don't know if that's something where I will get more emotionally invested as it goes on or less making that easier 
I do feel as though I will return to watch the second episode. Will I watch it right on Monday nights, though? Probably not. Even though I'm literally locked in my house with nothing better to do, there's no reason why I can't watch it live. It's just it hasn't been as gripping, gripping enough for me to really change my my busy, busy schedule in quarantine to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to really go too much into the episode as a whole right now. I just kind of wanted to make this an introduction to something that I think I'm going to be doing going forward, which is watching Listen to Your Heart and podcasting about it in this very unfortunate Bachelor offseason where obviously we don't, this was already going to be the Bachelor offseason regardless of coronavirus, quarantine, and everything. So I think a lot of Bachelor fans would have inevitably just watched Listen to Your Heart because they have that Monday night routine. Add in the fact that we don't know when we're getting another Bachelor show. I think as far as I've heard, Paradise has been canceled for the time being. Claire's season has definitely been postponed. And I'm kind of bummed and feel really bad for her because what I heard as of right now, they're playing around with the idea of making her season much shorter and taking place all in one spot, which just sucks for her. And like, I don't know if that will be the same type of experience for her and for her finding love, but also for the viewer. I don't know if that's as exciting to watch. Who knows? Um, so we're just kind of stuck at this point where I'm just going to watch the show because it does, it does have Bachelor in Paradise vibes, which I enjoy a lot more than regular Bachelor. You know, it's always nice when there are multiple couples and relationships that you feel like you can root for because, you know, as with every season, like, if you don't like the main Bachelor or Bachelorette, it's it kind of makes it hard to root for them with anyone. But with Bachelor in Paradise, you have multiple different couples and different relationships that you can root for. So everyone kind of has their, their thing or their one, which makes it a lot more exciting. I think a lot more universally liked by people. So it definitely has that. I mean, I don't know. Musical things sell. Like, it, I think... The song thing, while it's super freaking cheesy and emotionally manipulative, and I hate the fact that every single person, when they're in their cocktail parties, is like, can I sing you a song right now? Something I just wrote off the top of my head. Um, I hate that. But I do think that musical numbers, like covers of popular songs, sell. And I think as we get towards the second half of the season, where we it, it is more like American Idol style, I do think that's something people will be into. Like, I'll fucking watch it. That's the only reason why I watched Glee, even when it was bad, was, like, for the fun musical numbers. So, yeah. So, that's a thing that I think we're going to be doing. You know, it's a it's a weird off-season, but I think we're all kind of craving connection and contact. So, I'd love to continue watching this show. And hopefully, you guys will keep watching it and, like, DM me, message me. Let's chat. Do you like this show? Are you watching it ironically? Do you hate it? I don't know. Just a way to kind of keep things going in this weird and uncertain time when everyone is kind of going a little stir crazy I think we could all use something to look forward to whether even if it's just something that we know it's kind of shitty but we're just gonna laugh at so that is my intention I think I am going to continue watching this show and putting out podcasts about it I think we'll have some special guests from former bachelor contestants I've been working on reaching out to people and the response has been really positive because people have nothing better to do than log on and do podcasts from their house and obviously we can bring some other guest conversations like Erin can hop on and chat with me my sister who's a longtime bachelor fan I don't know just if this is a show that you guys are watching and 
you are lacking human connection and want more people to discuss it with, I am here for you. So yeah, without further ado, let's wrap up this weird podcast and make sure you tune in next week when I'll watch episode two of Listen to Your Heart and give you guys a much more thorough analysis of the show. All right. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Bachelor Blab and my own personal Instagram at Jackie Maroney underscore. And I guess on Twitter at Jackie Maroney underscore as well. And talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.